Hello. Hi, everybody. What's going down? I think I'm live. I think I'm live. I think I'm live. I think I'm live. What's up, dudes? I am still in the hotel. I'm on the road doing some great stuff with uh, one Steven Crowder. And um, we were writing some some cool songs today and had a, a nice day. And I was Skyping with my wife and uh, our kids. And I just, um, I thought it could be fun to kind of go through our story over the last couple of years. And I was looking through pictures. I was just trying to find this one specific picture. And um, I was like, yeah, why don't I just kind of show the story of, 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 of love and trials and tribulations and deceit and overcoming and endurance, you know, the good fight, keep going, you know, just keep going. And it all started in my life. Uh, well, two things. One was meeting Amy and realizing that I had a lot of growth to do and a lot of, uh, growing up to do to, to, to deserve and to be with the woman that I loved and also, um, the birth of our first child, Walter. And that, so this is a picture of Walter moments after being born. And that's me holding him. That's our first son. And that was the first time in my life. I think I really knew that I had done something good. And, uh, I know there's probably a lot of parents out there that know exactly what I'm talking about where I was liked, I was a liked person, people liked me, but I had never really known that I was, um, I was capable of doing something really good with my life. And that moment, uh, something just clicked for me. And I didn't really realize how much it clicked. And then uh, the other moment was this one where Amy and I were married and we made uh, promises and vows to each other in front of just our blood family. And it was a really beautiful day. And as a comedian and in this 2018 world of uh, political correctness and authoritarianism and um, just madness, I just wanted to show you kind of what my last two and a half years have been like with that and how it coincides with my family life with uh, a bunch of pictures. And some of these might be out of order, so forgive me, but um, let's just chat. Is, the, is everything working? You guys here? Oh, sweet. There's a lot of people here tonight. Happy, happy Sunday, everybody. All right, what do we got here? Next up, we have story time. And I promise there will be some stories about celebrities. Ooh. So this was are the type of places I used to perform. This is right, this is, uh, right around when Walter was born. Um, these are the improvs. So as a comedian, I would always perform at, at improvs or small theaters. And um, that's why I, I'm, gonna, I'm going back on tour again in December. And... Um, you know, you buy tickets to the city and then we tell you what the venue is like that week, because uh, if we don't do that, uh, a small amount of social justice, communist idiots will just call over and over again saying that I'm I'm this horrible person. And uh, and the venues have banned me in the past and the improvs won't book me anymore because of uh, I lost my agent two years ago for something we'll talk about. And uh I was labeled persona non grata, but I'll, I'll show you uh, the story. All right. So this was right before I left LA. And as you can see, that's me and Ron White and Theo Vaughn. 
and we're we're doing we're judging people at the comedy store. Um, oh, Richard Roper, I'm definitely a pro Owen Benjamin. I mean, these are like the authoritarians in the left were all all like me. I was always liked, and uh, this is both going to be a love story about Amy and I and my family and our kids and getting out of it, but also it's going to show you something about how politics work in America and how entertainment works in America and just how closely connected it is. And just how, when you've seen me react to people and you might think that I'm, I'm being um, too over the top or too unforgiving, it's because the deceit goes deeper than I think a lot of you guys realize. All right. So, and I'm also just going to give you some examples of Things I was tweeting back then that were not getting me in quote unquote uh, trouble. And I've always kind of had the same attitude. I, I'm definitely shifted a little more right. But uh, like here, this is from uh, 2016. It takes a lot of courage to make a snarky Trump joke online. You must need a wheelbarrow to carry those massive balls, right? So that doesn't get you blackballed right there. In fact, I had no problem in the comedy community at all. I was always liked. If you can't mock Trump and Hillary equally, you aren't a comic. You're a lobbyist. Move to D.C. and get off the stage. So this is fine at this point. People were telling me not to, but it doesn't get you blackballed. And uh, I just was sick of, of the leftism taking over Hollywood, and I was calling it out every step of the road. And this is my beautiful wife and son in paradise. Just thought I'd uh, throw in a little something beautiful to break up the ugliness. And we were living in paradise at the time. Uh, here's me on the Hollywood improv stage. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I put that one in there. All right, what's this? So Amy and, and me and Walter decided to leave Los Angeles because it was getting insane. And I wanted a better life for her and, and Walter and myself because um, LA was starting to become feverish. And you needed a lot of money and we were doing well, but you needed just an absurd amount of money to have your own walls in LA because the amount of undocumented people that were coming into the city and committing crimes and committing really dark things were happening to our friends uh, and us. And uh, we just wanted to get out. So we went to where my brother lived. And so that's, uh, that's us just at a rest stop, just getting out. Uh, a little case of the Iowa meltdowns. If, I wonder if that hashtag is still on Instagram, but uh, hashtag 2870 miles, three dogs, one baby. We documented the whole thing, just getting out. And on the way, we got to stop at my mother and father's place and uh, eat from the raspberries that I used to eat from when I was uh, a little kid. And that was a really nice moment. So we get to Saranac Lake and... We uh, we got a house, but it needed a lot of work. So Amy, like a champion, and we just dove in, you know, just painting and new floors and everything. You know, it was a dump. Uh, there was holes in the yard, and we just went for it and had a blast doing it. And that's a nice picture of us having a nice beer and uh, and just painting after Walter fell asleep. That was late at night. And so I get to be with my brother. That's a picture of me and my brother. We used to do Case Closed Beers Open. It was a really funny podcast. 
So I start doing manual labor and this is all out of order. This is super out of order. I don't know how I'm going to order this, but, um, because I came out against transgender children, uh, I lost a bunch of gigs and I lost my agent at some point in this story. I can't remember where exactly where these pictures line up, but, uh, I start doing tree work with my brother to make ends meet and also just to uh, make my house better, you know, and, and it felt really good. Like I'm not smiling per se there, but I'm very happy that there was a, that I felt honest again. I'm not wearing work boots. My brother used to give me a lot of shit about that, but uh, this is a cool picture. I thought I'd show you guys because when you actually live uh, uh, a life of um, where you work with your hands, you're exposed to stuff that a lot of uh, people in entertainment aren't. This picture right here is is how I wrote the joke about um, faggots because that's a faggot. What that is literally is a faggot. It's a bundle of sticks. And um, peasants in the old days used to have to uh, carry around faggots like that to uh, make fires, to cook their food and keep them warm and all that stuff. And uh, we cut down that tree, as you can see, and we had to move all those all those uh, logs, but uh, we also had to pick up sticks and we we're joking around that uh, I had a faggot on my back. And so that led to one of my, one of my favorite jokes. And on the way I made uh, friends with uh, Justin, who was a Marine uh, sniper. He served in Afghanistan and he got uh, discharged because of uh, extreme PTSD and he was a heroin addict, but an unbelievable human being. And my brother, was like, you're gonna love him. Uh, I'm with him all the time. He's in treehab. I'm like, what's treehab? He's like, when uh, when he cuts trees, when he's just got a mission, every man needs a mission, he doesn't think about heroin. And uh, and he's clean now. And so he's in treehab. So, uh, and it's just my brother. It's not like my brother doesn't own a, a big tree company or anything. It's just uh, him and whatever grounds guys he can get. So it's me and Justin every day doing, doing trees and, and just, talking about Afghanistan and war and, and what he's been through. And he was a uh, division one um, baseball player. He, um, he went to Carolina. Is that the school? It's a really coastal Carolina or something. D one and his father died as soon as he went to school. And so he quit and joined the Marines and be, and became like a really, really uh, good sniper. He was like an elite sniper and uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened over there. And so he got um, discharged, but he would have benefits like for life. They were just giving him money that he was just spending on heroin and uh, scratch off tickets. And so my brother was such a good force in his life. And so we were around each other all the time. And, you know, um, maybe four or five months after this picture was taken, he died of uh, uh, heroin or fentanyl overdose. So uh, that was really rough, but he was just a beautiful person. And these are the type of stuff I'm tweeting. You know, I'm not, I, I never was like, someone else. That's one thing I want you guys to understand. It wasn't like I was this uh, crazy liberal and then one day became not a liberal. I was always thinking these people were insane. This is right after Trump was elected. I said, if you still act surprised when Trump says crazy stuff, it's time to admit you are the crazy one. Are you shocked every time a dog barks? I was just getting, uh, I felt like they were being tedious. And this is after I had lost my agent. Um, and then right after the, the impractical jokers who were still cool with me, took me on tour with them to 
the United Kingdom and I'm performing. That's the uh, O2 Arena in London. We did it four times and uh, I did I did 30 minutes to get the crowd going. As you can see right now, they're they're singing a song and I got them to all like hold up their cell phones. It was uh, it was a blast. That's Brian Doyle Murray right after uh, Walter was born. I wanted to send that to Crowder because we're, we're talking today because Brian wrote um, wrote uh, Caddyshack. He's uh, Bill Murray's brother. And I, I always thought that Brian and Walter had the same haircut when they were kids. And, and, and or I mean, not kids, but uh, Brian's a great guy, by the way. But that was when we were still in L.A. That is... Um, See, this is why it's when you live kind of a, I don't want to sound like a douche and say an interesting life, but a, a, a traveled life, an experienced life, sometimes things hit you extra hard because right there, that's in uh, Manchester, England. And that's the the same arena that uh, the terrorists blew up and all those little girls got killed by the um, by the religion of peace. And I got to perform in front right in that same place. And so that's one reason why that hit me really hard when that happened. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool picture. So that was still, that was in uh, London. So apparently the Jokers were happy with how I was performing. They seemed uh, very, very happy with it. But I'm still, I'm still like tweeting stuff like this. Gender is determined by your chromosomes. Gender is like sex. It's on a spectrum. There's a cash hand to uh, Bill Nye, the, the, the pervert. And I'm watching this stuff happen, and I can't believe other people aren't calling it out. Uh, because we have a voice, you know, we have an ability of, of reaching a lot of people, and there's people coming at children. And my wife, so I, I post this picture, she's wearing a Mitt Romney uh, 2012 t-shirt and I think some people in LA started wondering why is Owen's half Hispanic wife wearing a Mitt Romney t-shirt it's almost like demographics aren't all lining up and uh and then the turning away you know this is right around the same time Bobby Lee a guy who has talked trash about me on uh, on his podcast we had no problem that day shooting that thing this is right around the same time. This is not that long ago, guys. And the whole time, my family is flourishing in Saranac Lake. This is Walter uh, with a little twig and Amy just looking all proud. And, and it's just, it's beautiful. Like we got out and we're where my brother is and where my family is. That's the wrong direction in pictures. Um, and my and so I, we, get, we had a sauna and this is my brother. I did, uh, I did it. We need lemons and we should tell each other how much we appreciate each other. My brother, after 45 minutes in a sauna, he was in this uh, whole zone of uh, Hygge. It's, uh, I think it's from Sweden or Norway. Hygge, it's like H-Y-G-G-I-E or something. That was our theme is that we're going to be really good to each other in this crazy world. He used to call me podcast nightmare because I would tell him these things were coming or these things were happening. And he would just be like, we just got to, you know, just Hygge. And I'm uh, I'm really happy that my my son gets to you know experience the climate that I'm from. This is a picture for you, those of you just listening to audio. Uh, this is probably zero degrees. You know, Amy's freezing, but a champion, and we're outside in our little hats, and it's just it's just awesome. 
Oh, I just threw this picture. This is around the same time. I'm still cool with all these dudes, right? I mean, I'm starting to get bad vibes, but that's Michael Che, as you saw recently in um, my Instagram. Me and him had a, a little back and forth, but it didn't used to be like that. Did not used to be like that. Comedians used to be cool. As me and my brother. I used to always uh, follow my brother anywhere he went. Like when he went to Atlanta to do tree work. When I was in college that summer, I lived with him uh, to do tree work. And when he went to England to study for a year, I went there to visit him. And, uh, you know, when I had nowhere else to go, really, I, I knew that not nowhere else to go. But when, when we knew that L.A. would be a bad place for our family, uh, we went back to him. And I'm so glad I did. Uh, like I was saying this on stage, this is in Sacramento. People keep asking me to come to Sacramento. This is I did the punchline around the same time, right, as my agent was dropping me. I still had a few dates from before. Trump is a person of color. That color is orange, but it's still a color. So all this criticism is starting to feel like intolerant racism. People used to laugh at that. People weren't as divided. In this little amount of time, so much damage has happened because of the media and because of universities and because of the Soros money and all that stuff. It's from my point of view, to see what I've I've been through and seen, you have no idea. That's why I'm, I mean, I'm trying to give you an idea. Like people in my comment section will be like, you have no idea about World War II or you have no idea about evolution or you have no, I'm like, then tell me. And so I'm trying to apply that to, um, to my life and try to explain to you what I've been through and what my story has been like for those of you that don't know, because when I say you have no idea what these people are capable of, you have no idea what political correctness is, I, I'm now taking the time to show you. So this is the last time I did, uh, where was that? That was Vancouver, Canada. And things were heating up a little bit. This is before I lost my agent, but uh, my wife and, and child are just sleeping peacefully. That's Walter looking at me right as I was about to go to do a show. And... Uh, and it was, I was so happy that they were there. And then I did the show and came home to them and it was awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm still, people, people are still cool with me. That guy's a, a movie star and we've been friends for a while, you know? Man, this is like, this is kind of rough. It's really rough to go over like what, what we've all lost in this, uh, in this world. Okay, this is an interesting story. So we bought this, uh, this house it was going to be a, a rental income because I was doing well still on the road with colleges and stuff. And, um, and when I said that about the transgender stuff and when I called out the guy with the five-year-old boy that he was giving hormone blockers to saying it was a girl by name on Twitter uh, and lost all my dates, I couldn't afford to, to, to fix this house. So we were in credit card debt for uh, a good chunk of this whole time. Because I had like $30,000 coming in that month. And it all just evaporated. And then no more came in after that. And so we have this house with the, like, that the needs all this fixing. And, uh, and no ability to make money. Because that's, that's what they do to you. They, they shame you. They, they say you're racist, bigot, homophobe, sexist, whatever. And they take away your ability to make a living. And then when you see your son look at you. You know, um, you say, I'll do anything for him. I'll say anything. I'll do anything. But see, that's not the right way. That's that's the way they're trying to. Uh, they're banking on you doing that. And we didn't do that. 
we uh we just clawed and fought and clawed and this picture was taken after we could fix the place like that is what we did to it and then we started renting it out uh vacation rentals and it became profitable but for many months we were in a very very stressful situation with money and the more they squeezed that's uh it it made me write some of my best jokes it made me start live streaming it made me try to innovate it made me make friends and and see who is actually my friend and who is a coward and who is a liar and who is a thief and the bears came out the bears came out that's when the unbearables that right around that time is when the unbearables rose and they rose and um and it was incredible and i'll always love you guys for that because a lot of people that had been feeling what i had been feeling but didn't have a mouthpiece because i had an audience i had a, an ability of speaking i had a name and they were trying to ruin my name and take away what we had and make us scared and make us kneel. And we didn't. And, and you people came in and I'll never, I'll never forget that you did that. When people that I had known for years and years and years and had toured the world with and had bled with and laughed with and gotten drunk with and cried with it, they weren't there. They were waiting for their silver. And the whole time my, my family's flourishing. And that's what really matters. And that's what you give up when you kneel. That's a human, that's a human, that's a human tower right there in his natural environment. That's in uh, the Adirondack mountains. Um, there's Amy breastfeeding and standing up, just like, just making it happen. And she's a champion for doing that. She hates the cold, hates the cold. And it would get down to negative 30, negative 40 sometimes up there. And uh, she's a champion, but we were, uh, we we're rocking it. And, uh, oh, this is from before, like comics were still like th this dude, Craig Robinson came up to me in, in Gotham in 2016 and said, Hey man, I read your Facebook post about getting out of LA. Like that was inspiring. He's like, that was really, really inspiring, bro. He's like, I read the whole thing. And I, I, I just think that that's really cool what you're doing. And, uh, at first it was, and then the, the powers that be made sure that I wasn't well, they didn't succeed, obviously, but they tried to make it so that I couldn't be a blueprint for others. Because that's what happens. Escaped slaves are the most hated of all. <clears throat> but there's something about being a father that makes you protective and makes you see the big picture and makes you want to grow the trees in the future, you know, not just cut them down now. And the culture this is my brother. Uh, the culture in Saranac Lake is a lot more uh, oriented around guns. And I didn't really know that much about guns. I still don't. I respect guns. I, I own guns. But, um, you know, like in the last podcast, I was talking about World War II weaponry. And I, I don't honestly know that much about like tank weaponry or like the types of guns on planes and stuff. So I'm introduced to this whole world and it's a blast because we hang out with a bunch of Marines. A lot of them are off heroin because my brother <laughs> And so we're posting pictures like this. And this is funny to me because we were like shooting balloons. And so I was trying to pose like, uh, like I had just taken out a, like a buck or something like an elk and it's just a deflated balloon. And all my LA friends either went silent or uh, told me that, that I shouldn't post things like that. They're like, you've gone crazy. And I'm like, no, that's funny. What I just posted was funny. That's my dad and my brother and our sons. And those moments made that living there so uh, deeply important to me. And I'm so glad that we got to, to do that.
That's a picture of Amy and I and Walter. Uh, we were an advertisement for the uh, the local. What's that called? The uh, the I always forget the name of it. The, ch the Chamber of Commerce. They asked us if we would be in this magazine to promote the the little town because it's two thousand people, and I'd been in some movies and I was on a TV show for a few years, and and uh, and so it was like cool that I lived there, I guess, at the time. And so um, we agreed and we're like, sure. And we thought that we were really making some ties with the town. And uh, yeah, it's Walter all happy and, and in that cafe. You know, we're getting down to basics. I'm getting haircuts from my wife, periscoping it before I got kicked off Periscope for life. <laughs> uh, just showing another side of, of the world that entertainment wasn't showing. All right, which way am I going here? So the Bears would like make me stuff like this because I was making fun of John Lennon as a communist at the time and someone made me this. I don't know why it was in my phone. A lot of these pictures are just random, but I just wanted to always let you know what how much it meant to me that you guys had my back when I was calling John Lennon a commie for Imagine. And it's funny. It's in my first special that I self-produced out of England. And they laugh, but American socialists did not laugh at all. But the fact that you guys... Uh, got the joke was life and death to us there's walter with a, a a nice big dog that's me at the bar with uh the little man on me ellen degenerate oh that's a picture our neighbor took of of me and her she was a wedding photographer and she wanted to take a couple pictures of me and amy and she, amy's just such a stunner that's uh me being a groundsman for my brother and some of you guys know what that is, but uh, my brother goes up in the tree. That's him way up there. It's kind of a pixelated picture, but uh, he cuts and I drop. It's It was so fun. And that's Amy uh, fishing for some food. I mean, we were just going straight cold, old school family, going back to the basics. And uh, we're happy. Here's a, a quote from my brother that I did. I wish I had a bladder infection. That way I'd have a reason to drink more water. I'm so jealous of people with bladder infections. My brother. Uh, for those of you that have seen my new, the new special that I put up for free for you guys on YouTube, I was talking about how he, uh, how he wanted to go to jail because uh, there's no rent. It's, it's a funny, fun character. What is this? So this is what we left. That's 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 paradise, right? We left paradise, but it wasn't really paradise. Uh, we lived right there on the water. We lived in Marina del Rey. Uh, 150 yards from that water right there. And I could do sets at any comedy club in LA any night I wanted. I was painted on the wall of the Hollywood Improv. My picture was framed inside the showroom as one of the Hall of Legends. Um, and I knew it wasn't safe for my wife and my children. Uh, and I knew it wasn't spiritually or emotionally a good place for life or for anything good. And I knew that I wanted my family and my kids, especially to know my brother and my parents. And, uh, and so we left. And I think that act of defiance to this materialism, you know, this secularism, this uh, leftism as a religion is, is the Mecca is Hollywood, California. And, uh, you're not supposed to leave Hotel California, you know? 
like that was right before uh, all this went down. Does it look like I have an issue with race? Owen Benjamin headlining uh, from Sullivan and Son. Of course, you have Lonnie Love and Bruce Bruce. Nothing. That was when I was 36. I'm now 38. You don't think that my quote unquote racism would have come out by then? My point is it's a lie. It's all a lie. It's a very, very, very dangerous lie that uh, is used to destroy people and keep them in prison. Hey, there's Bill Nye. I used to know that guy. So when I'm talking about climate change and evolution and stuff and people keep acting like I'm so stupid, just know that I've been in the halls of leftist religion. I know Bill Nye had long conversations with Bill Nye. So I get that you've listened to a Sam Harris blog or whatever the hell he does. But like, I'm not just coming from this from an echo chamber. I left an echo chamber that was rewarding me tremendously. And it allowed my family to flourish. It was the best decision I ever made. That was two days after my son was born. And that's when everything changed. That's the first time I really believed that I was capable of doing something good. And um, I just uh, I just wanted to kind of tell that story because I don't think people really always understand what's what's happening right now in entertainment and how mm-hmm. leftist evangelical leftism is trying to keep you from any form of happiness or awakening or freedom. And it's, it's wild. I went to church today with the Crowders and it was awesome. It was one of these big Texas churches that, uh, that, oh, and by the way, when I did Crowder's show, everyone flipped out. Like they were like, oh, you can't do that. He's a, he's this, this, this. I'm like, you guys are, are, are insane. And I'm watching this church ceremony And I was raised Catholic and I was baptized as a baby and I'm watching people getting baptized and the pastor's asking first, like, do you accept Jesus Christ? And they say yes. And then he, they go into water and they're reborn or born again. And I almost started crying because I thought about it. I'm like, I was never asked first. And I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people have a disdain for religion or for any kind of spirituality outside of the material is because no one asked them first. And I I always resented the church for that, that I was a baby and I had my candle. I still have my, my baptism candle, but no one asked me. And being the type of rebel that I am, I take that to heart. It's like, I didn't consent to that. No one asked me if I accepted that. And how growing up Catholic, they almost wanted to hide the biblical stories and passages from you because they didn't want you to know it. You know, they would, they would just make it so boring and tedious. And the person talking cared so little that it never entered you. And you never thought about it, how it applied to your life, how the good fight, the endurance of it, the, how to be grateful in a time of chaos in a time of loss, how to get rid of spite from your heart, you know, envy, rage, lust, these things are like in us all the time. And you can't function right now without some sort of rock. I'm watching these people float away, no values, no ethics, no balls, nothing. 
For what? Nothing. And I'm listening to the music today and it was beautiful. And I started thinking about, I, I remember because I was at CIA and friends with all these people, I could be uh, like in the box for you two or like fifth row for all these like uh, huge bands at the Staples Center in LA. And I was looking at the chord structure of like gospel and like church songs and stuff. And I was thinking about you two and I was thinking about a lot of these other bands it's this, it's almost like a secular church. It's not even almost, it is. Like pop music, this is what, why I made fun of Coldplay relentlessly for the last four years. It's, it's supposed to lift your heart because these chords lift your heart. There's a certain type of song that makes you feel. And, but they, the words are meaningless in secular music. It's, it's, or it's about sex, or it's about treating God or Jesus or something higher than us, you put it into a person, like a woman, or you make it nonsense, like the song Yellow, and you just keep, keep misdirecting people away from anything of meaning. And then when you hear a song with those chords, with that same production quality, that same, woo, that same elevation, but it actually has something to say, it's mind blowing. And that's why these people use shame and ridicule and propaganda to just make to make these Texas churches. I've seen so many stories on these big Texas churches where everybody is a, a thief and a, a sex addict and, you know, they're brainwashing kids. It's nothing like that. It literally no one asks you for anything. You just watch, just listen, you think and you leave. And there's a constant distraction from that. And um, the, I, the, like the pastor today was talking about doubt, that everyone has doubt. It's unbelief that people are trying to be pushed away into. Unbelief is, it makes your heart callous, but doubt is fine. I doubt that there's even a heaven sometimes. Like I totally doubt that. I think it's too good to be true. And I think it's, it, I don't know, I almost, it feels like a sales ploy to me. But that's like what doubt is though. It, without doubt, there's no faith. And, um, and if I didn't have faith in something good, how do I get through that? How do I get through that where you're at the top, you're, you're at a pinnacle, you're doing arenas, you're friends with these people, you're, you have a beautiful wife, you have a beautiful child, a healthy child, you're making just tons of money that you don't even necessarily deserve, and you know something's wrong in the world, and you want to speak out on it, and you realize if you do... They're going, to, they're going to take all the material and you're going to have to pull brush and have people look at you at gas stations like a has been or like a, within a month, you know, one month you're in this thing. And I didn't tell you the rest of the story. So we're in Saranac Lake and I, I take my special, how dare me? And someone who wasn't there was offended. And this woman uh, was married to uh, a very, uh, the son of a powerful lawyer. And she wasn't even there and she was offended and she was starting all this like multiculturalism stuff and in a town that's 98% white. Not that that matters. No one cares. My wife was one of the only actual ethnic minorities in the town. And so the church gave us back our donation. They, they wrote all these, uh, all these bad things about me in the, in the paper. You know, my brother was scared that people were coming at him, but he was strong. But it got so bad and the propaganda got so bad and all the dirty looks and, and the people wouldn't watch our son anymore, like our babysitter. And Amy would just cry because like it hurts women really badly when 
if it was just me, I would have said, fuck all you guys and, and not even thought about leaving. But, uh, it like women require, uh, community to, to Amy could have gotten through it. Totally. She even told me that she's like, if you need me to, I'll stay. And I knew that that wouldn't have been fair for, for her or my brother or just the people around me that I was creating such a, a problem for. And so many of the actual people that live in the town were so cool. And they tell me like, dude, I thought the special was great. Uh, nothing you said offended me. I thought all that stuff needed to be said. So funny. That bitch wasn't even there. And, uh, and I said, I know this is what leftism is. This is what it is. And then this year I saw that um, the New York State Legislature gave Saranac Lake all this money, all this free money, millions and millions of dollars for all these public works programs. And I'm now starting to realize that I was a problem for, for the money flow from taxation. You know, the fact that I was an outspoken, charismatic person developing, unintentionally developing power in this area. You know, I, I tape my special at City Hall, 700 people. You know, there's 2,000 total people in the town. People are flying in from Australia. The bears are crushing. And then they they, they treated me like, uh, and my family, me, I don't care about, but they treated Amy like an outcast and uh, would whisper. You know, she'd go to mops, just like mother's thing. And, uh, and they would just be passive aggressive to her and talk about, you know, they would intentionally talk about racism, how it has to stop and all this stuff and just look at her. And so we left. That whole story. So then we went to uh, Washington where her family is and we're very happy there too. That is very cool. And it's, it's a blast seeing Walter grow up with his grandparents and his great grandparents and his aunts and uncles. And it's just so cool and it's beautiful. And I like our neighbors and I've learned my lesson to not do a show within 10 miles of where I live. But uh, this is real and it hurts people badly. And I'm a fighter. I, I, I would, it would hurt me so much more to be one of these cowards, like some of the people I showed you and just sit there and do nothing. Or like, you know, the people that I've, I've come at that, that know better, that just want their, they want their candy, man. They want their cars and their gold and their, the worst is they just want acceptance from idiots. They'll do it for likes on Instagram. They'll do it for, uh, you know, I was with Eliza Slicinger the day, the day before Walter was born doing a festival. When I did that tweeting, she starts texting me. What did you say about, did you say something bad? People are saying that you're bad now or something. And I'm like, yeah, this, this guy, Jesse Thorne is saying this five-year-old boy's a girl now. Isn't that crazy? And she's like, people are seriously saying that you're like this Nazi now. I was like, what? Over this? She was like, yeah. And then I never heard from her again. And I just keep seeing special after special on Netflix, just rewarding the liars, rewarding the liars. And so it just made me dial in and be like, figure out what exactly matters. And um, I don't care when people tell me that, like for a while it was like ruined comedian, shame comedian, uh, you know, has been, look at this. I'm like, dude, that was, a, that was a month ago I was at CIA. And then when I watched Jordan Peterson sign with CIA, that stung a little because I looked up to him and then to see him, you know, depends what you mean by God. It's like, what? Jordan Peterson thinks that everyone should believe in God because it makes uh, for Judeo-Christian values of the West, but he doesn't though. 
and uh, he thinks it's complicated. It's a lot like Horace. And then he thinks Judge Kavanaugh should apologize to the mob and step down because it's all very complicated. And uh, that's why when people are like, why don't you just li- listen to what Peterson has to say in his apology? I'm like, I did. It's nonsense. I've been through this over and over and over again. Once people get power and money, they go insane unless they have a uh, spirituality. I'm, I, I mean, the only atheists that I know that are kind of grounded are the ones that think this is a simulation for some reason, because for, somehow it still has the unmoved mover principle. Or just people who genuinely don't think about stuff like that at all. But these like leftist determinist people, they're in, they're nuts and they don't have your back and they'll sell you out. They will burn your family out of a out of a town. And a lot of you haven't seen it yet because you haven't done anything big. And I'm not saying that to be critical, but you haven't stood on a stage with a microphone and said true things. You, they burn. They go. Rah! Like demons. And it only takes a few of them because so many people are cowards that everyone else just kneels. And so, I don't know. I'll check out the chat now. I just wanted to talk to you guys um, because today was an interesting day to go to to watch people accept their baptism was a, a powerful thing for me because uh, I think that probably hits home with a lot of Catholics where it's like you didn't ask. You know, that happens to a lot of men with circumcision where... Uh, they feel like no one asked them if they wanted it to to happen, because uh, that's more what it is. I'm not like when I when I think circumcision is is bad, it's not that I think circumcision itself is bad. I just find it it weird and and not cool to do it to a baby that doesn't get to say they want to. Like I know people that weren't circumcised that got circumcised by choice. That's a whole different thing. That's not a big deal. It's just a little piece of skin. But it's like no one asked if they if you accepted someone as your savior when you were a baby. And I just never liked that. And you just got to keep going. It's all about endurance. There was this guy talking today that had been in prison for two years in Turkey. And for people that say that these churches are all white, it's nonsense. Huge Iranian populations and Vietnamese populations and it's, it's one of the most unifying things I've ever seen. And I just, uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. All right, let me check the, uh, how are you guys doing? Don't obsess about circumcision. I just went into the chat and that's all people are going to talk about. It's, it's, it's a little intense when like, we just talk about one topic and that's like, uh, like this evolution thing. People get obsessed about it. Just obsessed. Like they, they're just trying to force it so hard. And I believe in, um, and adaptation and, and selection and all that stuff. But the macro evolution, you know, I made this this really good point and people in the comments were like, yeah, but you're not factoring in rape. It's like, how do you guys think? Like, all right, let, so the, the point was a dorsal fin <laughs> would take like a million generations to become good at swimming. It doesn't have to be a million, I have no idea, but just more than one. Adaptation like uh, like eyebrows or height or speed or something like that, that makes total sense because as you're going, it's helping you. So little increments at a time will lead to change. But like major changes, like a mammal going into the water, like a dolphin. It no, Like as you're growing your dorsal fin, you are not going to be a better swimmer. You're going to look mutated. You're just going to have like a weird bump on your back. And uh, women aren't going to be attracted to you and you're not going to be able to get more fish to make you more attracted. attracted. 
attracted to. And also uh, all, the, all the geniuses being like, but what about rape? It's like, why would that make you better at rape? If like spreading your DNA through rape, which is a thing, uh, why would having a mutated back make you more likely to rape? In fact, it would, it would make more people shun you so that if you attempted a rape, you would just be definitely murdered. So it's, I just don't get why people cling on to stuff that they don't have a valid argument against it. Like, I get that I may not be right on it. I don't know. But people keep saying, ask scientists. Like who, Bill, Bill Nye? I've talked to Bill Nye. He's, he's a, a pervert and a liar. So, and he has his own show on TV as an authority on uh, science. He's called Bill Nye the Science Guy. He runs around grabbing women on set to the point where they had to bring in a lawyer. Is he an authority over just basic, how does a dandelion become an ant, right? And then people are like, well, a common ancestry. I get, I can name the classes and families and stuff. I get all that. If it isn't a benefit to that organism in that time, it won't be passed. How do you develop an eye? How does like one generation get a little cone and another generation get it? It just isn't. It's just not a good argument. And to watch people hold on to it just like it's a, it's a religion is, is bizarre. I've been getting surprisingly weak arguments on it. Like people that I know are really smart are writing to me and I'm reading stuff and I'm just like, what? They're just like, well, DNA proves. I'm like, no, I know it doesn't. Like I'm friends with people that were part of the Human Genome Project. Like I know what th this stuff is capable of proving and what it doesn't. The fact that similar genes exist within different uh, species is not a proof of macroevolution at all. Um, all right, I'm not even gonna go down the road. It's just like, uh, people seem to become very obsessed with that and I don't know why. If you really were uh, comfortable in your belief system of, of leftism, like that, that there is no creator and that everybody is just um, a predetermined pile of cells that just started with no one knows, you wouldn't be so mad when people uh, question it. Just trust me, you wouldn't. Because I like I don't get upset when people say flat earth to me. I'm really certain that the earth is not flat. And so I don't care when people say flat earth. Like some people freak out. They get so angry at flat earth people. They're like, you're so stupid. I'm like, why would you care? It's still Brad. Like, he's still a cool dude. He just thinks the earth is flat. It's not flat. All right, let me read some of these PayPal's. Then I'll call it a night. All right, this is from Jason. Oh, and by the way, someone uh, someone PayPal'd me. And I guess I didn't, I didn't get to it. And then on Instagram, they called me like a liar. They're like, if you're going to lie, tell your audience that you're a liar and you don't get to all the PayPal's. I've never said I can get to all of them. And if that's how you feel, like take your, like burn your money, like burn it. This is a very cool thing and people can be so stupid. All right, it's from Joshua. Owen, happy Sunday, brother. Here's five bucks for the Kelsey Theater special that was almost, uh, almost as enjoyable as the live experience. Good job to the sweet boy. We miss you, Big Bear. Oh, hang on. I'm the guy who shouted, we miss you, Big Bear. The other 20 bucks is for the $20 I somehow got from you at the late night bar hangout with the mayor. I was blacked out, so the memories are very foggy. Thanks for the pizza money, though. I left it behind 
to go pass out of my hotel. Fortunately, my friend was driving barefoot. That's awesome, buddy. Anytime. Yeah, whenever I sell uh, merch at shows and people need money and we're like hanging out and I can tell they're cool people, I'm always like, yeah, yes, get pizza. I'm like, no, this is great. We're never going to die. Uh, all right. Owen, my man, in the last year, you have quickly become my favorite comedian and philosopher. You have balls in this neutered society. Simply loving your family and country has become a revolu revolutionary act. I brew beer for a living in Oregon. Nice. If you ever come down to Bend, I would gladly buy you a beer. In fact, I would love to brew a beer for the Bears. Pick out a name. May I be Brewer Bear? Welcome, Brewer Bear. I think that we need to brew a bear, uh, have a bear brew. We should call it Unbearable Beer. Unbearable Brew. Unbearable. Unbearable. Houston. Hey, Owen, I might be your youngest and biggest fan. I'm 11 years old and 5 foot 8. Wow, that's huge. I'd like to thank you for teaching me about safe sex, the meaningless of Coldplay, and the dishonesty of John Lennon. Can I be, please be verified as autistic pair? Yeah, of course. And you shouldn't ha even be having safe sex, by the way. I hope you meant that in a funny way, because I'm not. I would never encourage uh, anyone of your age whatsoever to do anything even close to that. But uh, I'm glad you're uh, you're out there crushing. Uh, Louie Body Bear here. I've been a bear for some time now, but I am still struggling to adjust to managing my massive cock. It's made the bedroom stressful, as I'm afraid I may drop it on my girlfriend. She thinks it's funny, and I'm jo and I jokingly pretend I'm Samson. Like I'm going to crush her under my megalithic pillar, but I'm not laughing. Big Bear, any advice from an old pro on how to wield a super crane without getting anyone hurt? Every time I think I know how to wield it, I, uh, I end up getting people hurt. So listen, I think he who thinks they know how to wield the super crane is the person you don't want to get advice from. So from one humble pillar machine to another, just just do your best to not to not hurt civilians as you uh as you jog around town in your shorts <laughs> i really committed to that joke all right what up big bear i would say keep doing what you're doing and never bend a knee but i think the reason i like your stuff so much is because you are that person as soon as you give up that as soon as you give that up and soften that is when i couldn't respect you thanks for being the type of man who would never do that uh it's some brave heart shit really like dave smith says right it all comes down to freedom anyway much love brother P.S. Can I be verified as Relict Bear? Yes, welcome. Thank you. That was, I love Dave Smith, too. He's a great dude. Um, Israel, I listen to your streams and stand-up while I'm multitasking and doing other things, and keep uh, and I keep almost getting injured because I'm laughing so hard. I almost got crushed by the bench press bar because of how hard I was laughing when I heard your joke about how we need car horns that express more emotions. The only logical hypothesis I can draw from all of this is that you're a deep state assassin sent to laugh people to death. It's actually true. If I find out that's true, then I'm going to, oh, wait, I'm not going to do shit, but I do want one of those new car horns. Yeah, I, I am deep state. I'm uh, I'm part of Operation uh, Laugh, Laugh, and Be uh, Gay with your big pillar hammers. Uh, Anthony. Hey, Big Bear. Barry Garcia here. I don't know if you remember me from a few days ago where I messaged you about my sister and the bi guy she was in a relationship with. Wait a minute. Your sister's dating Bert Kreischer? All right, go on. He was a registered sex offender, and I remember this guy. This is awful. He was a registered sex offender and also had uh, been in many intersexual relationships. My sister was struck by the love bug and just continued to say he had changed everything. I want to thank you for your advice as I, over the past few days, I started filming my sister's fiance and eventually caught him cheating with a man one night. Whoa, that took a turn. 
I showed my sister the evidence, and although she was brought to tears, I think it was for the best. It hurt me to cause her so much pain, but thankfully she is no longer going to marry this guy, and we are trying to help her move on. I appreciate you encouraging me to speak the truth regardless of how it may hurt the feelings of my sister. Here's some honey in your pot. Love you, Big Bear. Stay well and stay strong. Yeah, you might have just saved her from AIDS. I'm not, I'm not joking. Charles, that's crazy. You got that on tape, huh? Who will BB? Even though you say you uh, gave up paradise, you really have to think this. Did you? No, I, I didn't really. I did. I was saying that. Um, I was. Uh, it, that was a multi-layered statement. It was ironic the way I was saying it. It wasn't actually paradise. All right. Did you really give it up? I think you just gave up the illusion of of it for true paradise. Family. Yes, that, that that's exactly the point I was trying to make. Thank you for articulating that. And when you said that those in Hollywood want you to do anything for your family, but you didn't, I think you did do anything to make it better for your family. You left, stay the course. Exactly. That That's the thing that, that, that needs to be um, reiterated to people is the short term stuff of dominance does not help your family and never will. It's uh, you have to stay the course. It's an endurance race. You have to be able to uh, try and look at yourself in the mirror without shame. And that, and I'm telling you, a lot of these people that um, I've had issues with have a lot of shame. All right, guys, I'm I'm gonna wrap it up here. I've been getting a lot of sleep because being away from my family definitely isn't easy. But the good news is, and the thing I'm gonna uh, take from it is uh, sleep. I'm just gonna sleep a lot and work on good stuff with Crowder, and then be with him for the the show in Ann Arbor. And uh, I'll be on tour in December, hugepianist.com for tickets. Uh, tickets are going. And then uh, also for the specials, I've produced four specials this year. Thanks to everybody who was involved with that. And I hope you guys enjoyed this little walk down uh, memory lane. I could have I shown more than memory lane, but I just thought that was one little, little instance. And, uh, and I think the takeaway is family. It's like to see my wife and son happy and now my son's happy and to know they're now safe and, and to have their respect. Amy said Walter was watching me on, on Crowder and he said, dad, dad, brave. And I got all, I got a little jammed up over that, but I asked her, I was like, did you tell him to say that? Cause that's like really cool. And she was like, no, I taught him brave for like when he has to like, when he's learning stuff, like walking downstairs or like, uh, and gymnastics, like what she was like, be brave, you know, and and just out of nowhere, he said, dad, I brave. Uh, and that hit me so deep. And I think that a lot of people sacrifice the respect of their families to get short term monetary or um, social gain. And I'm starting to legitimately pity them. I used to be angry at them. I used to want revenge. Like as I was going through some of these these trials and tribulations and people were stabbing me in the back and uh, saying all these things about me and I, I wanted to hurt them. But now I know they're so hurt as it is that I, there's nothing I could do that would make it any more hurt. And I almost like wish for them to get out of the hell they're in because I don't know what it must be like to be truly be a cock, like truly be, under the spell of someone else and to not have your own will as a man. I think that would be horrible. And um, I'll do a live stream tomorrow and I'll, uh, I have a bunch of funny stuff to talk about. Today I know it was a little, little more dour.
But also, I like I like reading the comments on um on on YouTube and stuff. And let's just keep that fun. And I've gotten some good apologies. People have because I like to write back to people or like comment back or just let people sit, have a little time out. And then a lot of times they say they're sorry. You know, they're like, yeah, I was real, I was real jacked up. Like one guy just made an apology video about me. Uh, I just watched where they didn't know that I was joking about things. And this guy made a genuine apology thing where he was like, I, I, I just want to say I, I'm really sorry for trashing Owen Benjamin. Um, I, I didn't know. I didn't understand that he was he's joking about certain things. And uh, that's a little bit of hope in this uh, in this world that, that people are capable of being like, yeah, sorry about that. Just say you're sorry and move on. That's one reason why I'll never respect Jordan Peterson is because he's incapable of just saying sorry. He just is like, it's complicated. You know, we have to regress and think about what it means to be a judge and what it means, like what truth is. I'm like, you're so full of shit, dude. You're complete. You can't be more wrong about judging a situation where a guy was being assaulted by false allegations and you thought he would, he should apologize and step down. Like, just say you're sorry. Like you misread it. Just move on. And the evolution stuff, I'm not a scientist. If you believe in, in, in macro evolution of the whole, you know, the whole thing, that's all good. That is not a friendship breaking situation. You may be right. You may be wrong. Who knows? I think it's it's nonsense. And but just can we not obsess about it? Can we not make it so that like half my comments are like about evolution? Either people like love that I'm finally addressing the Darwinian nonsense that made animal that made humans animals. It literally screwed humans. And like uh, rearing children and having societies. Like I've done whole episodes just on Darwin. The guy was insane. And the fact that we have so much of our life is based on this Darwinian nonsense. I'm not talking about sexual selection or environmental selection or any of that stuff. Of course not. You know, but the whole story that they're telling is I find it to be crazy. And you can believe it and you can not believe it, but let's let's just move on to something else because I have this, and I know I shouldn't tell a bunch of people that some of you guys are total trolls, but I mean, it's all good. I'm just being honest. I have this ability uh, or this tendency to, if people keep talking about something, I'll just keep responding. <laughs> like if people are like, hey man, about evolution, I'm just like, fine, now we'll talk about it again for another hour. Fine. Is that is that what you want? People keep writing to me. This one guy was writing to me. He's this big Patreon donor, which I, I appreciate much love. Uh, but that I, I, you know, I've been looking at Peterson wrong and stuff like that. And uh, it's like, do you want me to talk about it more? And and as much as I survive on stuff like Patreon and donations and, and PayPal's and stuff and, and ticket sales, you got to know me by at this point that that doesn't mean anything to me. Like whether or not someone gives me money or not, is not going to sway my opinion on another human being. It's just, there's no chance that'll work. In fact, it makes me want to then talk about it more and, and just grind my point home on this, on this charlatan named Jordan Peterson. The guy is not d doing anything remotely cool anymore. Like I look at him, like I don't hate him, but I'll just like look at him in a thumbnail and be like, Oh Jesus. 
and just move on. Because he's just going to be like, I think about every word perfectly before I speak it so that, that it's perfect and that every word just rings. And people used to criticize me that I was too run and gun, that I I would just roll with stuff and I would talk to the people in the chat and I'd just say stuff before thinking about it. And they're like, you have to be more like Jordan Peterson where he, he thinks and he makes sure every word is perfect before he says the meaning. I'm like, he said Judge Kavanaugh should apologize to a leftist mob and then step down. Did he think... And then he says, he's like, oh, I, maybe I didn't think it through. That It's so complicated when you you have to rescue your father from the belly of the way. He's doing this. He's a, he's a con man. He's, and I fell for it just like everybody else did. I completely fell for it. I thought the guy was amazing. He's just like, oh, I just over here, over here. Oh, 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 complicated, complicated. You know, Cyrus. It's like, do you, do you believe in God? Depends what you mean by God. What? It's, it's just like, if, if anyone wants to talk more about it, I mean, I'll just keep grinding them down. Um, Kermit the Fraud, that's what I started calling him. It, it broke my heart for like two days, and then it didn't at all. Then I was just like, I, th- I, I now find it funny. I now find it as like, he's this weird character in these really fancy suits, because he never used to dress like that. And then he just started really manicuring his facial hair and wearing these, those are like $3,000 suits, some of these suits, by the way. And they're these like Italian, like thousands of dollar suits. And and you're like, and he's like, it depends what you mean by depends. And you're like, what are you talking about? And so when people write to me about like, you know, that they, they donate to me and stuff. It's like, I'm not the government. I'm not Hollywood. Like you can't get any, you can't get my ear with like that stuff. I mean, you can, when you listen, like the, the PayPal dot me slash feed the bear. I read the notes. It's awesome. That's a great give and take. Like I'll write you guys songs and stuff. And, uh, that's awesome, but I'm not going to change my opinion based on any amount of money. There, there's literally, I, I had an ins- I was getting an insane amount of money when I when I told Hollywood to go fuck themselves, insane. So uh, just know that that isn't that's not possible from a guy like me. It just is not possible. Yeah, Jordan Peterson is now sniffing his own farts. That's a good way to put it. Is it possible that Jordan Peterson has lost his soul and can't find it again? I just think he's a weird dude that had this ability of making things very complicated and it Malanu comes off as a cult leader, but he's pretty intelligent. I, I like Malanu. Alex Jones has a $10,000 NPC meme challenge. I think you could smash it on. Oh, speaking of Alex Jones, I'm going to start guest hosting for him some Mondays. So that'll be fun. I like that guy. That guy says crazy shit all the time, but he's not doing it in this weird manipulative way. He's not like trying to be like, well, it depends what you mean by gay and frogs. I think JBP just got lost along the way. Oh, my sweet Coddington bear. Did I toss 12 rules for life in the trash? No. No, I don't do, I, I'm not into that, like those dramatic things like that. I mean, I did urinate on uh, Justin Trudeau's face on a calendar once, but that was just really funny. Um, Infowars is great. I think fame has eaten him alive. He has no idea how to handle his newfound fame. 
Yeah, but he's not this like fawn. He was he was he, there was a condemned innocent man named Judge Kavanaugh. He was in, in he was innocent of the charge and he was being condemned by a mass amount of people unfairly. And Peterson piled on the stones. So it's not like he's this lost lamb being like, what do I do? Like, I would forgive him more if he like got his, like someone blew him or something. If he was like, I gave into lust or I gave into violence, but giving into like deceit or like piling on a weak, like someone in their, in their moments of weakness. Like it's way more acceptable for me if someone has never experienced fame and someone like blew the guy or something because he's never been like hit on by like a thousand chicks. At that point, I'd be like, listen, as long as you know it's not a good lifestyle, you know, just keep rocking and rolling. But just don't do it again. That's weird, Peterson. But you don't get fame and money and just happen to become like into deceit. Peterson equals Thomas Sowell's intellectuals and society. I haven't read that. Interesting. His house is full of Soviet-era artwork. It reminds me of the tyranny that could have been. See, I like that. I was like looking at Soviet artwork because I, I, I thought that if you trust someone, if you trust someone's mind and you hear that, it's kind of interesting where you're like, oh, it, you're looking at art from a time when art wasn't allowed. That's interesting. That's all, There's something almost artistic about that because there's true, the, like the, the, the censorship of art is art in a weird way. But um, it, dep it depends what you mean by blown. Exactly. That's exactly what he would do, too. It'd be like, depends what you, it's just like what Bill Clinton did. Like, that's what liars do. Liars never address something. Like, like uh, when Kavanaugh said, I unequivocally deny this charge. Liars are like, well, this is not fair. Peterson fans are still redeemable. Of course, I'm a Peterson fan. Of course, they're redeemable. I don't judge fans of people or even political supporters of people. Like I'm not one of these guys that's like, you know, Peterson's fans are a basket of frogs. Not a bit. Of course not. I'm just trying to like help people get through the realization that the guy is, uh, is really, he's Kermit the Frog, dude. And uh, there's no amount of money that, and you can tell he's obsessing about it. He, he's apologizing like every day now for it, but he won't really apologize. He'll never like fully apologize. He, he'll never just be like, listen, I'm really, really sorry. That was bad. He can't because he has other masters. All right, it's from Evan. Owen, I need to say something. I understand that your problem with infant baptism. So I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not reading the shit. I'm not going to obsess about these dumb things. Like people seriously get, like if I talk about, okay, uh, raising children, circumcision, evolution, uh, I don't know, people freak the fuck out and they're like, I, I need to say something. I'll just read it. Fine. <sighs> I need to say something. I understand that your problem with infant baptism and circumcision, if the duty of parents, because what it, what it is, is people that have had, have had their sons circumcised. They fucking think I'm attacking them, and I'm not. I'm talking about an idea. Like, we have to get past that. When, when I get mad at people, it's because they literally attack me. They say, Owen Benjamin's a Nazi. It's not because I'm like, hey, Bert, I don't, you know, when you take your shirt off on stage, like, that really, are you attacking me? It, all right. It's the duty of the parents to do 
what they think is best for their children in the old church. Only those adults were baptized, but infant baptism became common among the Middle Ages uh, because we didn't want the unbaptized to go to purgatory. I also, I get that. My point, that doesn't change my point one bit. Just because you baptize your baby does not make you a bad person. My point is, like, we got to stop being so fucking touchy. I also understand your problem with the church that they keep the Bible of the populace, but as some who did go to Catholic school their entire life, Bible is his first source material, but if there's so many other religious documentation that Catholics look at, please look into the Catholicism. Francis uh, won't be around forever. Kilted bear. Listen, man, I'm not attacking Catholicism at all. I'm talking about how I was raised. I am attacking keeping the Bible's knowledge from, from, from the people at the church, which Catholics absolutely do. No one speaks Latin. Also, they make it so tediously boring that there's no way little kids want like want to go. I remember just being excited because someone was named Dorcas. Um, I understand about baptizing at birth, but what what if you did two? What if you did another one later? And what if we we realized that you know there isn't a plague? Um, I don't know. I get your point, but uh, I just I think my point is so obvious. It's like the consent of acceptance is so much more powerful than a non-consent of acceptance. That's a fact. So a baby can't consent. So why would they only be in purgatory if, if there's no consent? If you just put, if you baptize some, like a baby and all the baby's doing is being like, stimulation, ah, like that's not accepting Jesus is much different than just getting magic water on your head. And, and again, listen, don't freak out on me. Don't be like, oh, Owen hates Catholics. I can't listen to him anymore. That's not the point. And I think we all know that. I think we know that there's a lot of Catholic churches in America that did a lot of destruction for Christian faith. Uh, you know, my priest also was fucking kids. You want to talk about that or no? A little too intense? Should we stick around with the fucking sprinkling the water? I mean, the kid fucking though, right? <clears throat> Much love, BB. The Bible talks about baptizing children. You were asked if you accept Jesus when you were confirmed, which is the confirmation. I can't do it. I can't do any more of it. All right. I got to go. Uh, there's no, there's no, my, I love the honey that, you know, the salmon, and the honey, the feed, the bear and all that. Uh, but I can't, I can't grind. I can't be ground down with this shit. If you knew what I experienced as a young boy in the Catholic church and you want to fucking talk to me about this shit, it's so annoying. Like, it made me almost an atheist. Do you understand that? Like, I'm born to worship. Like, it's in me. It's in me genetically, literally. Like, I know for a fact, like, my parents used to tell me that I was like, I would, I would go on a tree and talk to God. That's what they said about me when I was like seven. Like, that's in me normally. And I was on a path where I thought that Christians were fucking assholes. That's how bad I was raised in, in the Catholic Church. It was that bad. I thought they were liars and thieves and perverts. And I thought that they used the goodness of human beings to suck the community dry of hope. That's what I fucking thought about the Catholic Church. So if you, want, if you guys want to debate the issues, you may just want to pump the brakes a little bit. Because I'm really enjoying my reconnection to the idea of, of, of an eternal, of good, of hope, of, of some sort of truth in this fucking world. Because like I witnessed abuse that is vile. And we can talk about, you know, the, can, uh, the Pope and all this shit. But what about when your friend says um, that, 
that that the the priest uh, sucked his dick, and you have to talk to the kid when you're when you're in a fucking sleepover, and that like, ah, oh, dude, this is fucking horrifying. <sighs> All right. The good, the true, the beautiful woman's uh, fellowship with the field came here. The own live show. This is why we don't read the Bible by the letter, but the spirit is not to be taken literally. And let me read this. This sounds interesting. There are hidden meanings that are mystical and beautiful. Do you respect Peterson or Rogan more? Rogan, for sure. He's less full of shit than Peterson. If you can, if you can believe that for a second, uh, it's Rogan's more honest than Peterson. Because at least Rogan's capable of killing an animal. Uh, this is going to end every time I join a live stream. It ends. I'll stay for another two minutes. You don't look into the Catholicism as say, say, I don't know what that means. You can believe in God without going to church. The kingdom of heaven is not in the cornerstone of the building. I totally, absolutely. I, I just like community. I think that there should be a community outside of government schools because we're going to homeschool our kids. And, uh, so I want, you know, we just joined the YMCA so that, uh, is all of Hollywood corrupt? Yes. Every bit of it, the whole fucking thing. The Bible is meant to be taken literally in its context. I, I, I think the Bible is meant to be taken literally. I think the time frames are all a little wacky, and I think uh, people didn't really live to be 600 and stuff like that. But uh, I think the whole point is it's like uh, it's to be taken literally. It's not this like dog whistle shit. I'm so sick of this fucking hidden agenda accusation. It's like, well, it's it's really what it really means. No, what does it say? Like, yes, no, what is it? Don't eat the fucking apple. This we're just we're confusing ourselves into nothingness. You know, we're just grinding it down of just like, well, it depends what you mean by the mean. Just just like people are becoming so terrified of reality and just basic truths, just basic realities of the world that they're starting to use words to just confuse themselves so they don't have to look up and see that it's raining. It's crazy. But I got pet snakes because I thought it would talk to me. Jesus was circumcised, good Jew. The less, I don't give a fuck what your dick looks like or your kid's dicks. I'm done with that talk. I'm absolutely done talking about dicks and the tips of their dicks. It's obviously weird to chop off a little kid dick part. Obviously. That's obviously weird. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We've went down the path. Uh, there's nothing I want to talk about that has to do with your dick or your kid's dicks. It's obviously fucking weird to snip a dick. Can we just get past that? And I'm not judging you. You might be a great father. Snipping dicks is weird. I'm done talking about it. The fact that you even have to say that. its yeah, we, we have to re-say a lot these days. Have you noticed that? You have to just literally get down to the basics and be like, Okay, there's two, there's a, there's men and there's women. There's right and there's wrong. I homeschooled for six years, best decision I've made. It's the move, but I also want, you know, Walter's showing a lot of athletic ability and he's very social. So we joined the YMCA. That's Catholic, right? I'm not anti-Catholic, guys. I'm just not, I, I, I'm, I am resentful. Maybe it's on me. Maybe it's my upbringing. I don't fucking know. But I have a resentment towards Catholicism because to me, the institution keeps people from truth. That's how I see it, but I have no problem. I know a lot of cool priests. I know a lot of cool Catholics, you know, um, 
one dude that works with Crowders, talented, brilliant, awesome young man. Catholic is super Catholic. Uh, can take jokes. I can still make fun of the Catholics and he laughs, but you can tell that he has a, you know, there's a, there's a extent in which he won't laugh. Um, but as the left says, I get to say my truth or my story. It's like my upbringing with that shit was insane, but we had a good church for a bit. It was called the Newman center. They were Catholic and I enjoyed that, but that was short lived. Michael Knowles is an awesome Catholic. Totally. And Knowles would not be offended by anything I'm saying. Joe Rogan seems a bit sold out and owned. Yeah, yeah. He's Alpha Brain is just all soy. It's 100% soy. Um, doesn't it even say in the Bible that Jesus didn't like the institution of the church? I'm not a biblical scholar, but there's absolutely, that's definitely a point of the Bible. There's no question that Jesus wasn't a fan of institutions. That's the whole point. That was like his fucking whole... I'm getting irrationally angry. I'm starting to realize I'm just getting pissed off right now. I think it's just the constant talks of dick, dick snipping where people are like, hey, man, I really have to talk about dick snipping. It's like it was just a quick little thing I was saying. I don't want to go do a deep dive into dick snips. Church schools are great unless they're Catholic. I hated Catholic school. Almost made me atheist. Too big bear. Keep fighting the good fight. Amy also went to a Catholic school and it almost made her an atheist. This is a very common story of America. Like America was a Christian nation. And then the Catholic Church and their schools started making people fucking hate Christianity. Does no one else see that? My wife was the same way. So was I. So was so was half these people. They're like, yeah, going, oh, it's right out of a fucking joke book. That's why I'm Protestant. Yeah, it's just about your belief. It's your connection. It's your belief. And we just, it's all about the community and talking about stuff. It's not about like hiding shit. Making sure that the smartest and best leader of the church can't have a family, that's not a good idea. Is that a good idea? I don't think so. The Pope is horrifying. This is funny. A comedian is probably the last place to look for confirmation of your faith. Come on, guys. He's being brought down to anger. I'm, I think you're wrong on that one because anybody who says they know where they should find their faith is full of shit. Some of the most intense religious conversations I've had that inspired the shit out of me have been with like janitors. Who are you to say a comedian doesn't know something that you might need to know? Brought down to anger. My anger's funny. I was going to write a whole book called You're Funny When You're Mad. Like you could fucking pump the brakes. Had barely any connection to, this is a fun one. Troll? I don't think he was a troll. I think he was actually making a point because his point was almost right. These jokes from Mel Brooks about the Catholic Church were fantastic. Yeah, but see, this is the problem. This is why I don't lay it on the, the Catholics, though, is because they got overlaid on. See, this is the thing. The secularists, the atheists, the state really wants to take down the Catholic Church. So they like you're more likely to be molested by uh, a teacher than a Catholic priest. That's true, by the way. And so when the state or when the uh, secularists, there was like a little, uh, there's a little crack, you know, they went in and started bam, bam, you know, because they wanted, I don't want to take down the Catholic church. I want it to reform because it's not like Islam. It's not hopeless. Like Islam's hopeless. You can't reform Islam. Every time people are like, well, he's a Muslim reformer. What? Uh, Catholics can reform. You need a new Pope. The Pope is a communist a pedophile apologist, and an all-around horrible person. 
And if that's your leader and you don't go at that guy, it's a bad, bad institution, right? So my whole point is you're not doing anybody a favor by saying that uh, Catholicism is remotely okay right now. It's not helping Catholics because then they have to live in this weird, like hidden thing where they're like, oh yeah, people aren't that mad about our pedophile problem and the Pope and the, the Zakami and all that. No, there's a major problem. You guys got to do some serious reforming. It's all about connection to the community. Stop fucking the kids, get rid of the Pope and, uh, and never ever do it in Latin. Why? Why would you ever do it in Latin? No one speaks Latin. I believe the Pope will usher in the Antichrist. I don't think he's even strong enough. I think the Pope is such a little pussy. How should we select the Pope so that he's not a dipshit? I have no idea. See, that's where that one person made a good point. As a comedian, I'm not a religious leader, and I really don't know uh, how to get a better Pope. But I'm just pointing out, comedians point out the obvious. What, what our job is and what I bring to the table that's actually valuable is I will just say the obvious thing that other people won't say. That's what makes someone funny, but it also can be fairly uh, helpful in a, in a time of just nonstop nonsense. So that's why I think people ask me questions about more profound things than I think I'm, I'm always knowledgeable on is because my nature is to say the obvious reality in a situation because that's literally my job and what I'm good at. Uh, and the people that are supposed to be, be better at that than me, like priests, uh, presidents, you know, CEOs, I don't know, teachers, university professors, like these people are all lying all the time. And so comedian is actually one of the last places where someone, if they lie, if they're misrepresent reality, they're fucked. And so that's why we have this weird like thing happening now where like just an honest comedian or just a comedian trying to do his job in, an, in a uh, world of lies uh, is a pretty good source for some stuff. I'm not an evolutionist, an evolutionary biologist, but I'm, I'm trying to open you guys, open your eyes a little bit to the fact that uh, the people that, that are experts, a lot of them are paid to lie to you. And if you get my new special or the one that I put up for free, you'll see the bit about the, the food pyramid, about how as a kid we were told to eat mostly bread and that the, the world was getting colder and that Bruce Jenner was a great man. Um, they lie all the time. And so the fact evolution has an obvious reason why they use it is because they want to denigrate human beings into animals because you can kill animals. Like these leftist statist uh, regimes, these authoritarians, they want to be able to rationally kill animals. That's why um, there's been slavery. There's been slavery in all cultures throughout all time. And one reason why there would develop these weird uh, racist things in certain areas, not just America with blacks, not even close. This has happened a million times, a million places. But if you're going to own a human being and you believe human beings aren't supposed to be owned. You have to make them not human in your mind. And that's what the left is trying to do with all humans. That's what Darwinian evolution and, and self and determinate and uh, determinism is supposed to do is to say, if you are nothing more than a clump of cells, you know, when you have the pro choice argument where it's like, you're just a clump of cells until birth. Okay. Uh, and then, at, and then at birth, you become a deterministic 
organism where it's just all causal relationships, cause effect, cause effect. You know, you're not in control. There is no soul. There is no God. And that we are all just on some level related to animals and that there will be something else after us. And we're just on this web right with chimpanzees. And you want to know why that's dangerous? Because you can kill chimpanzees. You can legally kill cows. You know, if there is no spark of divinity in a human being, there's a reason why that, that Marxism is, is a failed economic policy. Socialism is clearly wrong. Why do they love it so much? Because it justifies the expanse of government. Why? Evolution can't be proved. It can't be proven. They've had a hundred and something years. It's, it sounds ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. So, but why do they hold on to it so tight? Why do they hold on to socialism, communism so tight? Because it justifies their fucking power. It justifies them saying, I want your shit. And if you say anything, I'll put you in the fucking dirt. Because you can't put a human being in the dirt like that, but you can put an animal in the dirt. So, all right. I was baptized as a baby and again as an adult Protestant after the Boston pedo scandal nearly 40 years later. It improved my life incredibly. A Living Prayer by Alison Krauss is a beautiful song about the struggle of belief. I love your passion for your family and God. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you very much. Israel, if you have a daughter, will you at least consider the name Dorcas, please? No. <laughs> James, church schools are great unless they're cat. I read that one. And Kenneth. Hey, Big Bear, DV Gun Bear here. Here's a tip for your honey jar, but just a tip. Thank you. Thanks for being the man you are, the father you're being for your sons, and the husband you're being for Amy. You're an inspiration and honor uh, being a part of the community. Keep kicking ass, man. Thank you. And on that happy note, I think that's a good time to roll. Uh, someone said, Owen, stop spiraling. This is called art, dude. It's funny how, like, when people say, like, stop spiraling, uh, it's like, oh, you mean stop giving a shit about something? Why don't you, what, maybe you should start spiraling. And maybe that's why you wouldn't be like, have your pants around your ankles after whacking off in your mom's basement at 40. Maybe you should fucking spiral about something so that you stop acting like a fucking child. I should stop spiraling. All right. Hugepianist.com for the new special and the tour dates. Get tickets early. Uh, hit the like button and share it when I put it on my other, my other channel. Oh, and by the way, the great YouTube uh, is now going to uh, take... <laughs> This is why I love that we're doing PayPal. Fuck Super Chats. They're going to take offensive Super Chats and donate it to a charity of their choice. Let me guess. It ends in LGBTQA. I peeped it. That, that, that. I think we got around another landmine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Patreon.com slash WDTL if you want to support the show. Or uh, why didn't they laugh on iTunes or wherever you get your, uh, your podcast. And uh, share this. Share this. Spread it around. Hit the like button. Because I am uh, not a not liked by algorithms, so we have to fight that. So that's fine. Just hit the like button. How fucking hard is it to hit the like button? It's it's the least you can do. And subscribe and hit the word button and share it. Send it to people and comment. Just not about cutting off dicks. Like I don't want to talk about circumcision anymore. I'm done with the dick talk unless it's funny. Funny dick talk. Like talk about having a hammer and try not to hurt someone with your giant hammer like that hilarious guy. All right, have a great night. Much love.